Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. This is a special day as this podcast, as this show is released. This is our Memorial Day weekend here in the United States. And uh, thankful, really, for the opportunity to be able to spend this time with you. Hopefully, you're spending some time with family, taking time also to remember what this weekend is all about, what this time represents, and uh, stopping, pausing, remembering, but then celebrating as well the freedom that we have as Americans because of those who have gone before us. Grateful for the opportunity to do that. Uh, Sharing today on this podcast, a conversation that I had with uh, my friend Chad Robichaux. Many of you, most of you perhaps know Chad as the founder of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. He and I work together at Mighty Oaks and uh, both have served as Marines, both understand the importance of this holiday. And so we stopped to have a conversation about uh, Memorial Day and what it represents, what it is, what it isn't, why it matters, and even how we as veterans should treat this holiday. So I hope that you will enjoy this conversation with myself and Chad Robichaux. My name is Jeremy Stallmaker here with Chad Robichaux. And uh, today's episode will be a little bit different than our typical. Today, we are going to talk about Memorial Day. That's the weekend that we're coming into. And uh, many of you, I would imagine, are going to have some time off, an opportunity to celebrate, spend time with family. All of these are good things. But in the process of doing those good things, we need to spend some time and remember what this day, what this weekend uh, it's really all about what it represents and uh, why it's important to us. And I, I know, Chad, you and I have talked about this a lot in the past, um, but this is a, a very important day. This is not Veterans Day. This isn't a day simply to remember those who have served, but it's very specific to stop, pause, to remember those who have paid the price ultimately for their country with their lives, and then to reflect on what that means for us. And uh, I think it's a very significant holiday for us. Yeah, it, I mean, it's in the name, right? Memorial Day. It's the day we remember uh, and memorialize those who paid that ultimate price for our, for not just us as a as a nation, but for our freedoms and for the freedoms of people around the world that uh you know United States service members have have uh, done since 1775 when we first donned that uniform and went and uh, uh, defended our own nation, protected people around the world, defended people around the world, liberated people around the world at the cost of uh of American lives and. Um, you know, this is a time that, you, like you said, we pause, we remember that. Uh, I'm just coming back from, um, from Camp Pelona right now where I spoke to uh, 1st Marine Corps Marine Division and uh, speaking to those Marines there and uh, reminding them of, of those who came before them, the, the shoulders that they stand on and, and the price that they paid for our freedoms and how uh, that can never be, uh, we can never stop fighting for that. Uh, service right. members can never stop uh volunteering and risking their lives to go uh, and uh, put their lives on line to go defend and uh, defend our country and defend people around the world. And, you know, unfortunately, the freedoms that we that we do enjoy in this country uh, and the freedoms that we help other people have around the world, they, they come at a cost. And uh, oftentimes that cost is is uh, human life and that, that ultimate sacrifice of, of someone uh, doing what we hear in, in the Bible says, you know, no greater love than, than yeah. someone lay down their life for their friend or uh, and, and even more so than their friend, uh, you know, we see American service members uh, for the last, you know, 246 plus years. Uh, I think uh, we, we, we've seen them lay down their lives, not just for their friends, but for people that they never met before, people they never seen before, and people that they never would meet, uh, just willingly sacrifice their lives yeah. for the cause of freedom and, uh, and humanity and doing the right thing. And, uh, and it's something that's worth pausing for a day and memorializing. 
I think um, you know all the services do this to some extent, but the Marine Corps seems to be a little more um, invested in their history. And both of us coming up as Marines, you know, one of the first classes you have, whether it's going through officer candidate school and selection or going through uh, boot camp, whatever your source, you spend a lot of time very early on talking about your history. And most of that history is tied to people that gave their lives in defense of their country and these heroic acts. And these folks really are memorialized. And, you know, I, I look back on that and I realize that so much of my desire to be a Marine and to do the things that I had the opportunity to do as a Marine were because of those folks who were memorialized, who were talked about, who were held up as an example to follow because they not only did something difficult, but they did it in defense of something bigger than themselves. And they realized that laying down their life was a price worth paying for something, again, much larger than themselves, outside of themselves, whether it be their family, their country, the people that they were fighting next to on their left and their right, and uh, the motivation that comes from that. And I think as Americans, one of the things that we have lost is a connection to our history and a connection to the price that was paid uh, by so many for the freedom that we enjoy. And, you know, we're in a time where many of us are struggling as Americans and struggling with what it means to be an American and all those things. And we need to struggle through that. But a big reason I think we struggle is because we, we think it came free somehow. <laughs> that it's just, it's just one of those things that we have as Americans. We don't know where it came from or why we have it. And these freedoms that we take for granted, uh, people really did pay for with their lives. And for us to not pause and remember that is a travesty. We live in the greatest country on the planet. We live in a country that has long stood for those who cannot stand for themselves, defended those who can't defend themselves, have uh, done hard things in the defense of uh, human freedom, not just American national freedom, but human freedom. And we need to remember the men and women who went before us and did that. And coming out of you know the wars that we've come out of, and we've always been at war, I guess, but our nation has uh, been invested in war for you know, 20 more or more years, um, it's important for us to pause and remember that. And uh, I think we're lost if we fail to remain tied and anchored back to those who have given their lives for us. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I leave tomorrow for uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I go speak there every year, and uh, for usually for Veterans Day, but this year I'm going for Memorial Day, and it's one of my, uh, uh, I wouldn't say favorite events to do every year, but probably one of my most uh, important events to do every year, speak around the nation at a church usually yeah. for Memorial Day. Uh, because for me personally, I this isn't a theory of uh, memorializing an idea of veterans who gave their lives. I know yeah. uh, people by name, 15 people particularly that I knew personally that had given their lives in, in, the, in the cause of freedom that, you know, yeah. that – I had to be part of burying uh, over the last 20 years. And, and so many veterans uh, right now in this time in, in, our, in our nation, after 20 years of war, can relate to that as well, where we like, this isn't a day that we remember the concept or idea of veterans dying uh, in, in service to this country, but actually remember like, you know, Foster Harrington, Robert Cotto, like those guys believed in something bigger than themselves. They went out there to defend people that couldn't defend themselves and, and paid with their life, that ultimate sacrifice for the yeah. cause of freedom. It's, it's very tangible for us. Yeah. When we really think about that uh, and how, how deep I, and passionately I feel about that, I know that we are only a half a percent of the nation that served in the military. Yeah. Of that half a percent of the nation that served in the military, 
only about 10% of those have actually ever seen combat, and probably half of that has actually lost right. friends in the battlefield. So you're talking about a very small percentage, maybe like a fraction of a percent of our nation. I'd say like 0.2 if we're trying to get <laughs> right, accurate. Right, percent right. of our nation has actually physically lost a friend or someone they know on the battlefield of freedom. Yeah. And uh, and so when I get mad, and I do, uh, and get frustrated with the divide in our nation and people that don't recognize and value what we have in America – uh, I have to remind myself that, you know, people don't get it the way I, I get it. Yeah. But and, and uh, they can't understand it the way I understand it and how personal it is to me to know what we have here in America, what it costs to have what we have here in America, especially when you hear people say how terrible America is and how how uh, you know, oppressed America is and how mm. unfree America is. It's like, yeah. no, you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. It's still, despite all the baloney we see in our country right now, it's still the greatest country on earth. And uh, and that that's not said arrogantly or proudly as an American. It is true. America is the greatest country on earth. I just had my interpreter come from Afghanistan, left real oppression, real bondage, and he's here in America right now, and he's just overwhelmed. Like this is actually I heard of this. Yeah, this right, actually, right. We can actually do that. I'm allowed to do that. Right. Like they're just overwhelmed right now. And uh, but I, I know that I know it firsthand, and other people don't. The 99.75% of the world don't get it firsthand. So I feel like it's my job as a veteran uh, that has had that experience, instead of just being mad that other people don't get it, to help share and communicate that message, to tell them stories yeah. about uh, guys like Foster Harrington, about guys like Robert Cotto, uh, about people like that who have paid that price uh, so that they can understand as well. And uh, so instead of just getting upset uh, in the divide of our country and, and upset that people don't appreciate what we have, uh, I want to do the best job I can to share and communicate the stories of these yeah. heroes who, uh, who who are memorializing this week. And that's what I'm going to do on on, uh, on on Saturday night and Sunday as I speak in Broken Arrow. I'm going to tell those stories and, uh, yeah. and, and help remind people of what this is really all about and why this is the greatest country and why we should live out the things that they died for. And I believe that's one of the things that we do, you and I do, uh, in the veteran community. And every time we go speak at a church is, you know, we help veterans who have survived to say, hey, you remember your friend that died? Well, they don't, they don't, get, to, they don't get to live out right. a good life because right. that's, you know, their life is gone. But because of their sacrifice, you do. So – what kind of life are you going to live? Are you going to live a life that they would be proud of? Or are you going to live a life of, of alcoholism and joblessness and being a victim yep. and yep. Being, a, being a detriment to your, to your family and a, and, a, and, a, and a burden on society? What kind of life are you going to live when your friend paid that price so you can enjoy, you and your fellow countrymen can enjoy these freedoms? What kind of life are you going to live? And we're able to tell veterans that at Mighty Oaks and active duty service members that at Mighty Oaks. And then, uh, and once they could, that light bulb goes off of them, then we could help them live out those lives. And that's one of the things I think when I think about Memorial Day and what do we do, you know, instead of just memorializing, what do we tangibly do to get back to that thought? That's one of the things we do at Mighty Oaks is we uh, help people live that out and, and actually yeah. embrace that, those freedoms and live a good life and, and, uh, and honor those who paid that price by living a, a good life and a productive life and a, and a wholesome life. Yeah. A, a life of giving back. And, and that's, you know. I think that's a, you know, something that we could do in the position we're in. 
Yeah, that's great. And that insight is great. I, I think uh, we're living at a time right now, too, and maybe it's because of there's because there's so much turmoil in the world where people are trying to connect to something. And, and that's really important. I'm, I'm speaking at a, another church, uh, not the one in Broken Arrow. <laughs> I'm speaking at a church here in Southern California on Memorial Day. And uh, the pastor several months ago scheduled me to come. And, and I said, what is it that exactly that you want me to say? What, what do you want me to talk about? It's Memorial Day and I'll do that. But he said, I just want you to tell stories. I want you to help people reconnect. I want you to help people understand why we, why we celebrate. It's exactly what you just said. And it's interesting coming from a pastor, right? Because it's not a holiday. It's not just a special service. It's not just a time to bring people in. He had a very specific objective. His church is in San Diego. He's got a lot of military people. And I think he has a lot of discouraged military people. And, he, and again, he wants that reconnect us, help us to understand why we're doing this. And um, you're exactly right. A lot of people who even serve have never had the experience of losing someone that they served with or someone they care about. I'll never forget the day that uh, Shane Childers died. He was the first KIA of the war in Iraq. He was one of our lieutenants. Um, I was on a screen line. His platoon was behind us clearing a set of buildings. And uh, it's kind of a long story, but he was killed coming out of those buildings. And the call for medevac was made by him. He made, <laughs> made his own medevac call. Um, he died before he could be uh, medevaced out. But you never forget that. You understand in real terms what that means. He's a prior enlisted Marine. He had served uh, for, I think, 12 years, became an officer, wanted to lead Marines, loved his country, and gave his life on the first day of the war in Iraq. It's, it, and you don't, if you can't connect to that personally, then it's hard to understand why it is that this is so important and why it is that we serve the way we do. I even think about the some of the immigration stuff we're dealing with and all, all the you know these these conversations about people coming from other places um, we had been in Baghdad we made our way to Baghdad shortly after the war began a couple months after and um, one of the Marines that was killed there was Staff Sergeant Tejeda Staff Sergeant Tejeda was a sergeant in uh, one of our platoons when I first came into the battalion um, he was an immigrant from Mexico, had a lot of family in Mexico, loved the United States and loved it so much he wanted to serve as a Marine and defend the United States. And, and really, that's, that's what all of this means. And it's similar to what you're talking about, um, people coming here going, this is worth defending. This is worth being a part of. But we take it all for granted and, and we need to be reconnected to that. So it's good for veterans who've had that experience to be able to share that experience with others. This is what it really means. And then you're exactly right. On the other side, for veterans who are struggling, that survivor's guilt, we talk about that a lot. I survived and they didn't. I made it and they didn't. I came home and they didn't. Or maybe my service wasn't as impactful or as important. Um, we absolutely, as Americans, but certainly as those who have served, need to continue serving <laughs> um, outside of uniform, serving our families, serving our communities, living lives that matter, making a difference, because those that we memorialize and those that we remember gave their lives so that we could do that and to do anything else, any, anything less is a travesty and it's a waste of life. And they would not want that at all. I, I sometimes when I'm, I've had the opportunity to lead a funeral and um, I'll, I'll always ask the question, what do you think they would say if they could come back and tell us something right now? And I don't know in every, every situation, but I bet those Marines, those soldiers, sailors and airmen who gave their lives fighting for our country, if they could come back, they'd say live <laughs> and make a difference and do something with the freedom that was purchased. And man, how important that is. If we forget that, we've really forgotten what it is to be Americans. And we've, we've got to stay connected to that.
Yeah, I'd say uh, I've said it a couple of times. They live for what they died for, those freedoms, and uh, and, and embrace what we have in this country. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think it's a good. This is a day is as we remember, it is a good time to recognize. You know, sometimes it takes something like chilling to recognize and value what you have. And I mean, in this country, and again, you know, we have so many people like that are bashing on this on America. And look, I. I'm not happy with where our country is right now. I'm not happy right. with the decisions that are being made policy-wise in our country. There's a lot of things I'm upset about and I openly complain about. But, uh, but man, that doesn't that doesn't shadow the fact that I love this country. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful my kids get yeah. to grow up here. Uh, I'm thankful my grandkids will, will grow up here. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm thankful my friend Aziz and his family get to begin a new life here. There's a reason that we have a border crisis there's a right, reason that, right. that that hundreds of thousands of people are lined up in a one-way line at the southern border to come into our country. Yeah. That line doesn't go the other way, right? right. I mean, they're not – you don't see a line. You see a lot of people talking like a, uh, they're going to lead this country. <laughs> you see Those celebrities, of, right? People are like, hey, if so-and-so gets voted in, yeah, I'm, I'm right, going to right. – They never go. No. They no. Just, they're just running your mouth, right? You kind of wish go. they would. Way. Yeah, I wish they would. Yeah. Uh, I can name a few that I wish would would go, and I'd even pay for their plane ticket. <laughs> but, uh, but that line goes one way, and uh, I mean, there's so many people around the world wanting to come here. And if you live here already, you're you're, you're privileged. Uh, you're privileged to live here. But you know, you have to realize what it costs. And uh, again, this is a day that we do that. Um, you know, you talked about uh, uh, Childers. I think you said. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sheen Childers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, you know, my first loss uh, was. Probably one of my closest losses was uh, was Foster Harrington. And, you know, people that have heard me talk probably heard me talk about Foster Harrington quite a bit, because you know Foster and I we served together for ten years. We we tried out for recon together. We went through RIP together. We uh, went through a couple of schools together. McQuist School, which is a really tough school in the Marine Corps, we went through McQuist School together. And he served him a wedding and would come over to my house all the time. And the kids, you know, very close to him. And Kathy was close to them. And as we transitioned units, we transitioned units together. So we were together ten years and. Uh, I was I was a team leader and he was assistant team leader. We we're going to Iraq together and and then I, I ended up trying out in the process of getting ready for that deployment. We I tried out and was accepted to JSOC and went over to JSOC and he took our team to Iraq and so I went to Afghanistan. He went to Iraq and and uh, we we're both there you know a couple of months and I, I remember getting the call uh, that he had been killed. He had, uh, and, and and he had he had been killed uh, in a very very selfless way. He had, uh, they had just captured a high value target. And, uh, and there was an officer who was out in the street They had, they had secured the house and, uh, had the high value target captured. They were waiting for people to come, uh, to grab that guy, uh, to take the guy away. And while they were waiting there, there was an officer that kept going out in the street, uh, to get better comms. And, uh, and they were telling him, Hey, sir, get out of the street. And, and, uh, and so Foster as a team leader, he just went out to provide cover. He's like, I'm not gonna bug the guy. I'm just going to provide cover for in case. This guy needs help, and and uh, and he took a single single round right through right through his Kevlar, and yeah. he died instantly. And uh, you know, I have you know, friends that I spoke to, eyewitnesses that were there and seen it happen. And you know, man, I know this guy for ten years, and he was always like, he was always just like in that moment, he was willing to put people before himself, uh, including people he didn't know. And he 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 was one of those people that really believed in. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, especially in special operations, are doing it for. We all do it for service, but. Sure. A lot of people will do it because you love the job. You right. want to do the job. Right. You want to go around the world to do the coolest things and jump on airplanes and scream yeah, right, right. in the face. Like, 
that's that's that side of it too. But you know, there's those of us, and Foster was probably amongst the most of them that just really believed in serving other people and helping other people with just a huge heart. And that and that's how he died, just being there, you know, to provide cover for the lieutenant and to make sure he was safe and and uh, and, and and then defending people, the people in Iraq that he believes that he was helping in those neighborhoods. And uh, you know, those those are the those are the stories that. For the last two hundred and you know forty yeah. forty six years, those are the stories, story after story after story, uh, over a million of them, that uh, that give us the country that we have today, yeah. give us the freedoms that we have today, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure thankful for it. Uh, yeah. Regardless of what's going on in our country, regardless of the divide and the things that I don't agree with, I'm, I'm sure thankful for it. Yeah, we complain a lot about what's happening in the country, but it's nice to be in a country where we can complain about it. And uh, maybe we'll be shadow banned or whatever on social media, but no one's showing up at our house and dragging us off to, uh, you know, to a black site somewhere. And and yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's funny when we talk about uh, political persecution in the United States, it's a very different conversation than what people have in just about every other country in the world. And, and we need to be aware of that as well. Well, I think, say, I'm really upset by Instagram right now. Uh, and by every Instagram, if you're listening, what you're doing <laughs> on my page is wrong. <laughs> uh, what, what they're, I mean, what they're doing is wrong. But like you said, that they're they're shadow banning me, they're silencing me. But no one's coming to my house and dragging me right. off to jail. Right. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of um, perspective, I think. And it, we have a lot of problems. That is not to say we don't have problems. It's simply to you know, illustrate that the problems we have in the United States are very different than w- what's happening in a lot of other countries. Um, I think a lot of veterans struggle with this holiday, probably for a lot of reasons, some that we've already talked about. And, and I try to remind veterans, those who have served, that this is a time to take your role as an educator very seriously. And I, I think veterans tend to get upset during this holiday and they'll they'll kind of take that like, well, this is so don't thank me for my service. That's not what this is about. They'll get upset about that. Or they'll scream at people who have never served because they'll say things like you don't know what it's like and you don't understand. And it becomes a very dark time for a lot of veterans. But really, this is an opportunity for veterans to educate people who a care or they wouldn't say thank you for your service. They, they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. So they wouldn't put a flag on their house. Right. Um, they care. So educate them, help them but also be appreciative that you live in a country where, although there are people who don't like you, um, that's not most people. Most people are thankful for the service of those who are serving, have served, and, and very thankful that there are those who have given their lives. And we as veterans need to educate and help people understand what this holiday is about, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and why they should be thankful for it. Yeah, so I was gonna say that too. Like if you're a veteran and somebody says, thank you for your service this weekend, don't be that, don't be an idiot and, yeah. uh, and, and get mad. Right. Like, uh, don't be offended. Don't, you know, get off your high horse and, uh, and, uh, and understand that someone was trying to say something kind. Maybe they don't right. understand. And maybe it's a good opportunity for you to kindly and gently explain to them what this day is. Yeah. Uh, not uh, berate some nice person that's trying to uh, do something kind. And, uh, and, you know, this isn't a day that, you know, for you to be on your soapbox and, and, right. uh, and use it as a platform to, you know, to elevate yourself. It's a, it's a day for memori- remembering those who paid that price. And, and to just remember that. And, and like you said, it's, it's a great opportunity for the veteran community to educate. 
the American public on what this weekend's about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, with that, uh, don't go asking for your Memorial Day discount. That means you don't know what it's about. And, right. Uh, <laughs> right. You, you think it's about you, too. You just don't want anyone to remind you that. Um, you talk about Mighty Oaks and uh, the work that we do and why we do it. And a lot of it is because of an understanding of the price that was paid and people who have gone before us. And, and that's so important. Uh, we, we talk about purpose, we talk about meaning, we talk about identity, and it's amazing how many people get caught up in what was. They cannot move beyond in their personal lives what happened in the military or someone that they lost, someone they cared about. Um, and, and what we do at Mighty Oaks is to really help people understand whether they've served or not, whether they're combat veterans or not, whether they've lost anyone or not, that their purpose is not wrapped up in who they are, who they were, what they wore, where they came from, but what God has set in front of them. And um, that's so freeing and so liberating. And then you can look back on things like Memorial Day, whether it's, you know, even a military, in the military sense, there may be other people in your life who have given their lives for you. We think of moms and dads and people in the community and others who have, have served you. Well, this is a good time to remember those people as well and to live your lives in light of what those people have sacrificed for you. And, and we have the privilege, you know, just about every week um, to do that for men and women who have served <laughs> and who are struggling a little bit to get them back on track and help point them in the right direction. Yeah, in fact, we have uh, at Mighty Oaks, we have two sessions going on right now. They're going to be wrapping up here uh, tonight, or, tonight or in the morning. And uh, one in, in the woods uh, in, in Texas, in uh, West Texas, and then one in, uh, in, at our ranch at uh, Mr. Straker's, uh, Bill Straker's ranch uh, at the, in Ohio. Uh, so two groups of uh, graduates got to be, you know, produced from Mighty Oaks right now, and that's exactly what they spent the week doing is, is really learning uh, about the heart, you know, really identifying the hardships that they went through in their life, yeah. how, the, how the lessons that can be learned from those things, how to take personal responsibility for those things and how to live the best life possible based on aligning their lives yeah. with the lives that God created them to live, to live, uh, really calibrate their lives with the biblical principles that God has laid out for us. And, uh, I mean, what better way to honor those who have fallen, uh, than, uh, you know, knowing that they, you know, didn't just die, but died for, for us and for us to live out those freedoms and us to live in the, in this country than to live the best possible lives that we can live, yeah. the most productive and and, uh, and uh, the productive lives that produce. Uh, you know, we as uh, God's creation, we're 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 created to be producers and not consumers. And and uh, how to take you know the life that we have left, the the, the life that we've been given by those who have uh, you know provided this freedom for us. Whether you're veterans or not, other people have provided this freedom for you. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know to what better life that we could live than to live those principles out, to embrace those freedoms, to calibrate our lives intentionally, very intentionally every day to yep. the lives that we're created to live and, and produce and in our, our homes as good husbands and wives and parents and friends and then producing our communities and give back in our communities and ultimately in our country and, and even beyond our country, but going around the world and giving back. And right now in our, in our veteran community, uh, you know, as we see crises uh, in the last year in Afghanistan and Ukraine and places like that, uh, more than anybody, any other group that I've seen uh, in, in these places I've been, the people that are volunteering to go and serve are those uh, 
from the faith community yep. and from yep. the veteran community. Right. Those right. are the two groups that we're seeing serve. And, uh, and, you know, and I think that's for honoring of those who pay that price to say, look, I, look I, I'm still here and I'm going to do something important with the, with the life I have and the freedoms that I've been given and, uh, and the opportunity I have to still be on this, on this planet and make the most out of it. And, uh, you know, we get to, we get to help empower, uh, the veteran community and the active duty military community to do that through mighty Oaks. And as I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you, but I'm echoing it to our audience. Right. It's one of the privileges I've had in my life to be able yeah. to uh, be part of that. And we, we do that. I say we loosely because uh, I get to be part of it by being surrounded by an amazing team of you know, people like Brandon Kunith and our, and our programs team that, you know, just do that amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the model of Mighty Oaks really speaks to what I wish everyone would do on Memorial Day weekend. People ask how we do what we do. Really, it's it's men and women who have served, who were broken to one degree or another, who were struggling, who were hurting, who found hope and direction through a program. They've all been to one of our programs. And then understanding they now have a responsibility to do something with that information and with that hope, they get involved. We disciple, train, help them understand leadership. And then they come back and they teach and they train and they help and they offer hope to those who are coming up behind them. And really, to me, that's what this whole weekend represents. It represents uh, serving, remembering those who have served, remembering those who can't speak for themselves and speaking those things. It's giving back. It's turning around and not saying, I'm going to mourn for you, although there is mourning that takes place. But I'm going to live a productive, valuable, (laughs) contributing life because of what you've done. And, and really, that's the same model we use at Mighty Oaks. It's, it's not me telling you what I think you should do. It's me helping you to understand the path that I traveled and how I move forward and me offering you some tools to do the same. And I, I think that's very, very powerful. And again, that's the model we should follow Memorial Day weekend in our homes, in our families, in our, in our communities, in our churches, and, and certainly as we try to help other people who are hurting. Yeah, I, there's times I think, and I'm sure you do too, there's times that I pause and think like, man, like I look at Mighty Oaks and I wake up and I'm like, I am so fortunate to both do this job, to work with the amazing people I do. Right. I, and I, I, I'll be honest, like I'm really proud uh, of the work that we do. Uh, there's not many things that I feel like in, in my life, even in even in military, there was things that I was proud of, but I was never like, I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mighty right. Oaks has been one of those times where I don't, I don't know, you know, I know other people have, have been the contributor to being here and God's grace is certainly while I'm here, but there's been times where I'm like, man, I'm really, really proud of myself for choosing to, to take this path in my life. And, and, uh, there's times I thought like, man, if Foster Harrington was here, if Robert Cottle was here, like they'd be really proud of me. Yeah. Uh, they would, they would want to be part of it. I know, uh, I know Robert Cottle would want to be part of it. Uh, uh, I know, I know Foster would want to be part of it because he's just such a heart, big heart for helping people. Yeah. And, uh, even yeah. though, well, he was, he was a Jew, but he was a, he was a Messianic, uh, yeah. Jew. Uh, we used to call him G.I. Jew, the great American Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he would, he would definitely have a, you know, they would, they would want to be part of it. And, uh, yeah. and they'll be, they'll be proud. They'll be proud of me. They'd be proud of our family. They'd be proud of the work that we're doing. And that, that makes me feel good. And that's what we should be doing. You're going to be speaking this weekend. You mentioned that. Talk about that church a little bit, where you're going to be. So people maybe in that area can come and, and hear you speak. Yeah, I was going to say the same uh, for you. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be heading out. Tomorrow to uh, and and uh, I'll be Broken Arrow, uh, which is the Tulsa area of Oklahoma, and um, and I'll be speaking in the Rose Garden area uh, of Tulsa, and you can find out more if you go to Broken Arrow, uh, the, the assembly at Broken Arrow, 
their, their website. You can just Google the Assembly at Broken Arrow, and there'll be church times for Saturday night in the Rose Garden area, and then I'll be at the the actual Assembly's main campus on Sunday morning, both services. I'm going to speak. Uh, the first part of my message is going to be on on Memorial Day and the things we talked about today. The second half of my message, or second part of my message, would be about some of the rescues uh, we did in Afghanistan uh, to rescue the 17,000 people in Afghanistan and how the veteran community uh, outside of uniform rose up to do that and uh, that work. And then uh, we'll close with uh, talking about some of the things we're doing in Ukraine right now. And so if you're in, if you're in Oklahoma, uh, I'd love to see you drive out, even if you have to make a little drive. Sure. Come and, uh, come and see us uh, Saturday night. Or uh, Sunday morning, and again, you go to look look on the website, Google the assembly at Broken Arrow. That's good. Yeah, that's a great church. Um, one of our board members, the pastor there, just an incredible congregation. So much, so much love for the veteran community, but also the first responder community there. Absolutely incredible church. Um, I would highly recommend it. I have even this week <laughs> recommended people attend there if they're in the area. I'll be speaking for those that are interested in living in Southern California. I'll be at. Uh, Canyon Ridge Baptist Church. Canyon Ridge Baptist Church. It's in the city of San Diego. So uh, if you are in the area, the pastor there is Chris Chadwick. He's a friend of mine. We've been friends for, man, a long, long time. But great church there. It's right outside of the Naval Air Station um, and not too far from the Navy base. So a lot of Navy folks there, Marines there as well, big military community. But uh, just doing a great, great job. Um, I'll be talking, obviously, about Memorial Day and sacrifice. Um, The title of my message that I'll be preaching that day is no longer broken, and uh, talking about how in Christ we're not broken, that there is hope, and we sometimes think that we are broken, but in Christ there's victory, and so we'll talk about that as well. So that's in San Diego. So two opportunities there. Um, Other things that are happening in the Mighty Oaks world are listed on our website. So if you go to mightyoaksprograms.org, mightyoaksprograms.org, you can see other events, other things happening. And uh, in fact, Chad, and uh, I speak a lot. Um, I think I'm speaking at a church I think just about every weekend in June and most of July and then all of August. (laughs) Um, And I know, Chad, you're out probably the same, I would imagine. But most of those are listed on our Mighty Oaks website. So you can find those and and, uh, follow along if you're in the area. So that'd be awesome. And even if you can't go where me and Jeremy are, if you're even not a church goer, uh, you know, I, I definitely would encourage you to find a church that's cel- celebrating Memorial Day. Yeah. Because, uh, 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 man, that's one of the things I, I love about our country is is every Memorial Day, churches around the country really do a great job of honoring veterans and, and right. honoring those who have paid that price. So, you know, if you're not in that church or get online, Google it, <laughs> find a good church in your community yeah. that's honoring Memorial Day and go go in and uh, you know, pay pay uh, respects uh, at that church. And then, and then, you know what, another thing I think it's important to say, go home after church yeah, and enjoy it, celebrate, barbecue, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, enjoy. I, I know a lot of people are like, this isn't a day to, to, you know, party and stuff. Man, it is. <laughs> sure. It is. Light yeah. up the barbecue, fire up the grill, uh, you know, drink a glass of iced tea, whatever you do. Like, uh, but, uh, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah. celebrate yeah uh, uh that's what it's all about i mean that's why the those lives a bit were were laid down so you could actually have the freedom to do that yeah uh, the freedom to go to church and worship uh the freedom to be able to light up a barbecue in your neighborhood uh even though that some of the homeowners uh <laughs> are uh, gonna try to uh, tell you how to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
We need to be reminded, but uh, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy it. And you know, the veterans for the veterans that are out there, that's you know, just a reminder like this isn't so sacred that you can't have a barbecue, right? That's the whole point. That uh, is enjoy point. yourself, but in doing that, take a moment to remember why you can do that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word and a good place to end. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, please, as, as has been mentioned over and over again. Um, enjoy this weekend. Take some time to stop, pause, to reflect. If you have kids, tell them what this weekend is all about. If you're a veteran, do your best to uh, be an educator this weekend and to help folks understand in a kind way what it is we celebrate. Appreciate you joining us. If you are not yet subscribed to The Situation Report, you need to make sure that you are subscribed. Uh, Also, you can find us on YouTube. Go over to YouTube, search for The Situation Report. You'll find our channel there. Uh, Or on Salem Media um, Network, Salem Podcast Network, you can find us either on Salem Podcast Network, you can find the audio there, or better yet, go to SalemNow.com and you will find the video. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time. God bless, guys. Appreciate that conversation. Hope that you did as well. It's very helpful for us from time to time to pause, to remember, to reflect, to understand why these days are important, why these times are important, why it's important to remember sacrifice, and then as we do, to go forward and live our lives well. Really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you for watching and or listening. We will talk to you next time. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.